beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Zach McCoy. And it's your boy, Trav. And we are your Oscar Crouches. And welcome back to the Oscar Podcast Thursday show, Thursawa, where we are watching the filmography of one of the most influential directors of all time. Zach, what are we watching this week? We are watching Sanshiro Shugata Part 2, a sequel to Kurosawa's debut, which finds Sanshiro dealing with the fallout of past duels and trying to understand the artistic side of martial arts. Ah, this is everybody's first time watching Sanshiro Shugata Part 2, still shugata <laughs> Yes. Yes, it is. Same here. First Asawa. <laughs> still, still not... Sanchiris. Yeah. <laughs> Still not thrilled with that one. Um, all right. Uh, I do not have an awards breakdown of any sort, so we're just going to jump right into talking about Sanchiro Shikata Part 2 Beneath the Planet of the Sanchiro Shikata. <laughs> um, uh. I, oh, I want to apologize. I did not mean to share this. I don't know if you've noticed, Zach, but I stopped sharing my podcast letterbox reviews on my Instagram. So you wouldn't see it. And I totally <laughs> I, uh, just didn't. Th- I'm so tired today that I just shared it on my Instagram and I saw that you saw it and I was like, fuck. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate that um, consideration though. Thank you very much. But I, I did see it, but I wasn't so concerned about this one in particular because it was super disappointing to me. Very disappointing. So as I'm watching this, I'm like, ah, this is just nowhere near as good as the first one. So I get on my little phones and I'm looking up the movie. And when I start reading about the movie, like behind the scenes stuff and how pretty much they like forced him to make this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, yeah, no wonder why this movie is not very good. It, yeah, you just get the feeling that it's still visually gorgeous, right? So especially the the fighting scene at the end, how he the lighting and the way that's filmed is absolutely fucking incredible. But just the pacing of the film and the story that's written, it's 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 boring to me, and. I don't know if anybody felt like the sound quality was very, very poor. Yeah, I I don't know if I blame that on the copy that I watched on Tubi. <laughs> well, yeah. the sound quality wasn't poor for the other two films, so that just kind of yeah, leads me the- to believe that, again, the care wasn't there because, well, I'm being forced to make this film. Uh, it could be know, that, or it could be that this film wasn't as treated as well because it wasn't seen as important or successful or exactly where i was gonna go is that i i just think the restoration of it couldn't happen the way it happened with the other two as well as the other two because the version on tubi is beat to shit it 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 looks terrible it is Uh, not very good and, and again like i feel like we're gonna keep running into this with his lesser known early films because it's it's really hard for unless unless something is kind of in like the accepted canon 
of great films. Like it's really hard to find great copies of everything. And like yeah. I was reading something the other day about how there's probably only like 30% of the silent film era that still exists. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, wild the, to think about. Yeah. That's just how, just how film was treated. Cause it was like, eh, I mean, we're done with this movie. Yeah. The fact that we have like any movies from the 1950s and before is kind of astounding sometimes. Yeah. Like, I don't know again, if it's what time has done to the film or if, uh, it was hastily put together. Cause there, there's a lot of the editing isn't as smooth. There's a lot of choppy scenes at the beginning. The, yeah. uh, there are some scenes where the sound in particular, like when they've got that American character at the beginning, who's like, he's got three lines that he keeps repeating. Somebody's obviously like in a sound booth, just yelling these things. Right. Put, it in the film. It's like, <laughs> yeah. put him up. Get over here. What's wrong with you? Or whatever you're saying. It's just like, <laughs> obviously repeating. <laughs> yeah. This, this does kind of the, Eng- the English stuff threw me off. You know what yeah. I mean? In the beginning, especially since I'm sure it was like this for y'all. They didn't have subtitles for the English. So like you click subtitles, but you expect subtitles to the whole movie, but they're right. speaking English and there's no subtitles, but the audio quality is so poor that I really couldn't even make out what they were saying in English because mm-hmm. the audio quality is so poor. So I still needed the subtitles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you, Zach. This this does feel kind of slapdash and thrown together. Feels like the Ace Ventura when nature calls of Japanese martial arts films. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Interesting comparison. Um. Yeah. I. It's. I hate um saying I fell asleep multiple times trying to watch this movie because it was just so slow and there really wasn't any story other than oh like Sanchiro you've got to go fight again because these brothers are coming after you, but it wasn't like, yeah, it was a real just, shame. Cause I thought those characters could have been everything. Yeah. yeah they were, I'm, the idea of them is very interesting, but that, that one, like super crazy brother <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <He's> the best. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of good stuff here. You know, I do like the dynamic of, um, it, you know, I, I'm assuming y'all have seen it, man. Yeah. And, you know, that dynamic of we got all these dojos competing. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that dynamic in this film. It's like a mixture between that and like I can see Rocky Four pulling inspiration Mm -hmm. from this film and stuff like that. So I like all that. It's just not executed as well as you would think Kurosawa would execute. Right. Right. Like this. But. Again, I don't even necessarily blame him because he's not even making the movie he wanted to make. So I don't know what is forced on him in the storyline and what's not forced yeah. on him in this in in this story. But yeah, and I mean, right. like they the first one does really well, and so Toho just immediately is like, "Well, we want you to make this movie," and it doesn't sound like he's interested. So he and the writer of the book. Uh, Suneo Tamita write this script and you know he makes another movie in between so it's not like he's got nothing going on right so yeah and and it like honestly a lot of this movie feels like him talking about him wanting to make movies I yeah I, I, I saw you saying that and honestly 
the movie's just so boring <clears throat> that I can't even dig for the deeper message in it just because it's so boring. Yeah, I, I, I was reading where a lot of this was filmed in early 1945, and then it came out by May 1945. So mm-hmm. it... That's why I think maybe a lot of what we're seeing isn't just because of time passage, but because it was hastily made. And you know, the war, I mean, that's three months before the bombs, unfortunately. Um, so uh, I'm sure he feels the pressure to get this movie out and try to give something that you know criticizes America and makes Japan look good and just, just didn't materialize. Yeah, and honestly, like that that message feels like half-hearted too. Like it, right. Right. It yeah. doesn't feel like he's interested in that at all. And I'm, I'm wondering, uh, no, the one thing I didn't find out about are these like actual American people that are in the film. Uh, well, the American sailors real name is Osman Yusuf. Okay. So I yeah. doubt that one. I, I didn't <laughs> think he, I thought maybe he looked a little European. Uh, Lister, the boxer was played by Roy James. So I don't know. That could be. Sounds like it could be, could not be. Roy James also feels very European. So. Mm. Also feels like that's not his real name. You know, also, I mean, also you know. sounds like that's not his real name. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, just because, you know, a lot, when a lot of Asian actors would come over here, they would have to change their name to make mm-hmm. it more Americanized. So, yeah, definitely that just not even feel like his real name. Which yeah, that know. should just be a running joke in general, <laughs> Roy James. <laughs> yeah, two first names. Yeah, and and it's real funny too because you you could tell he doesn't really care about the American message because his favorite director is John Ford. And he was watching right. John yeah, Ford yeah. movie like <laughs> this film and the first one have such a such a Western uh, like sequencing to them. Mm the way they're set up and the way that they treat their characters. And mm-hmm. it, um, as soon as I have a note here, I think one mm-hmm. of the things in addition to just the way the movie's made, it didn't really feel like a lot of the actors wanted to be there. I, I kind of get that energy from it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just the, the national mood too, but, mm-hmm. um, and then I did not like, I don't remember at all in the first movie, Hagaki's character being involved with, uh, Seo or the yeah female romantic. What was he? Yeah, because they said like the uh, Sanshiro like took the love of his life. They said that in this movie, but I wasn't remembering yeah. that from the first. One. Yeah, I don't know. I... <laughs> so that that was kind of weird. Yeah, but, yeah. The um, like uh, Trav mentioned the fight in the snow was pretty cool, although. And I get their expression anguish, but <laughs> why is he yelling so much like an angry cat? <laughs> I love when he chops and clearly well first of all let me let me say this before I say that the editing is very bad in this film there's so many yeah. scenes where they cut to the scene and it's very very poor but he like he goes to chop him and clearly he's not even near this dude. And then like the tree fell, like he chopped the tree and the tree fell over. And I just started rolling laughing. <laughs> was just laughing. I was like, bro, he just chopped through this tree. And the editing was just so bad on it. And but I don't even know how he did the lighting. Like how that dude was darker and you couldn't see him. He was like a silhouette, but you could see the other dude and like yeah. I, 
I don't know how he did that, but again, visually, this movie is really good. Mm-hmm. Camera okay. camera work and the shots and absolutely a masterpiece. Yeah, even even half heartedly Kurosawa is going to curse up. Right, right, right. right. You say my man's still going to paint. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But yeah, the, like, the editing is bad. The audio quality is bad, and yeah, the it seems like the the script just isn't very good. Yeah, I, and with the editing and the the script, it's like that really feels like this movie wasn't supposed to be made, and it it's just kind of thrown together. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I feel like Kurosawa still puts a lot of himself into the film because. Again, like it's it's about a man who can't sleep because he can't practice his art the way he wants to practice it. Mm-hmm. And when he finally gets to leave the uh, the the kind of oppressive nature of the dojo, he gets to do what he wants to do, and then he's finally able to sleep. Mm. <laughs> I'm being forced to make two propaganda films. <laughs> that doesn't sound like <laughs> anything going on, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's I I I want to like this movie more because I I feel like there's something to it, but at the same time there's you you can just feel how uninvested most of the people working on it are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for yeah. the two the two brothers cuz those guys <laughs> fucking rule. <laughs> I don't yeah. really have a whole I, lot I, else to say. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. I mean, I mean that that was my big note for this. Yeah, that was that was kind of my big note on this was I I really think this is Kurosawa working out some demons from these two movies so mm-hmm. that he can show his displeasure with the with Toho as a company. But that's maybe just me reading a little more that is into it. But it also it's kind of there on screen. Well, um, I wish you know we would know, but um. You know, because I'm on the Criterion site, and, you know, there's like a full-fledged Blu-ray remaster of the first one with a 35-minute documentary on the making of it. So maybe in there they kind of touch on this second film. Maybe Justin mentioned uh, of things like that. So, but definitely a drop off from the first one for sure. Yeah. And it's a drop off that I'm not willing to put on Kurosawa's shoulders. Not if your government's forcing you to, to make stuff like this. And again, we've talked before, before world war two, Japan is a ruthless country that has taken over many other countries before in their history. So, you know, I'm sure that government isn't operating the same as the government operates now. So when we say he was forced to make this film, I'm pretty sure he was forced to make this film. Like there yeah, was no and, saying no. And and you've already caved you've already caved on one propaganda film. You you've set a pre- a dangerous precedent. So <laughs> It's you know it, it's unfortunate, but if when when you're in more oppressive systems and you want to make art, you gotta you gotta do what you can do to make art. Mm-hmm. All right, anybody got anything else? No, sir. All nope. right. Well, then we are going to move on to our 
or see judgment. And Trav, where's it sitting on your Thursawa ranking? Yeah, um, I'll just say again, I'm, I'm with Zach. I just found this film real dull and boring. I gave it a two-star rating. It's sitting dead last on my, my list. All right. Zach, where's it sitting on your Thursawa rankings? It is unfortunately also at the bottom of my Thursawa rankings, and I also gave it two stars. You know, those two stars are both for the visuals and the brothers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a shame that this couldn't be more realized, but another one of those things that's more interesting as a time capsule, I think. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I gave this one three stars. I again, I, I think maybe I'm just willing myself to three stars and maybe I'm mm-hmm. reading more than is there, but that's my read on it. And I think that read makes it very interesting to me. Okay. And, um, it's sitting at the bottom for me as well. I mean, I, I think the other two films are much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Concur. All right. So with that, we're going to call it here and, Trav, let people know where they can find you on the media social. Of course, I am on the Instagram, ZK Audio. I am on the Twitter and the TikToks at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-C-K, where I also am on the letterbox. And I watched Hulu's White Men Can't Jump. I cannot believe that, um, how do you say his name? Calmatic? Calmatic. Sure. I'm sure if you would have told this dude that he was going to remake House Party and White Men Can't Jump and they were both going to come out in the same year, nobody would believe that. <laughs> but somehow this guy did. And yeah, the new White Men Can't Jump movie is not very good. Not very good. I was generous with my review. Um, <laughs> not very good. Don't even know why it's called White Men Can't Jump. Um, oh. But my other thing is, I watched Banshees of Aaron Sheeran again. Oh, yes. That film is too good. Absolutely. Just too good. I saw you rated the original White Man Can't Jump, too. Did you watch it again or did you just rate it? No, no, I watched it again. I watched it right after. Yeah. One. And that's because my mom, all right, we watched it and my mom was like, well, that was better than the first one. And I was like, uh, no, we're watching that one. Because I think you don't forgot how good that film is, and yeah. we watched it, and she said you were right. <laughs> so take that, mom. Yeah, take that, mom. So yeah, no Banshees, incredible. That won no awards, right? Mm-hmm. At the Oscars, right. it won no awards. And, right. Damn, insane, insane. So Colin Farrell should have won. Insane. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I won't argue with you there. That's the one that Brendan Fraser won? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Oscar winning Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I said Fraser. <laughs> I love how you subtly it. corrected me. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it every time. <laughs> that, that man deserves to have his name. Zach. Yes. People find you on the internets. Find me on Critiker. Zach Master. X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R. TikTok. House Havoc. Letterbox. By searching my name. Mr. Workman. Uh, you can follow me at Shark Dressman on TikTok, where Joseph Tappy and I are covering all sorts of shark-related material. And, and you can find me on 
at Father of the Fear uh, on Twitter and Letterboxd, where I am keeping a running tally of all the films I watch. And this week, I watch still a Michael J. Fox movie on Apple TV Plus. Mm. Which that is a documentary, right? Yeah. So okay. it's it's all essentially right. just so it's it's Michael J. Fox talking into a camera about his life and career. Mm-hmm. And then they are subtly editing his life together using uh actors whose face you don't see as Michael J. Fox. Kind of like uh so doing Dark Side of the Ring reenactments where they yeah. actually show those faces and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Except they I don't think do it. That sounds pretty cool. Side of the ring. That sounds very and then, cool idea. And and then they're editing that together with clips of the projects he was in uh-huh. to to tell the story of his life. So they'll just be like the most impressive part of the movie. And I've heard of a lot of other people talk about this as well. And uh, there, there is a scene where he's talking about when he was doing family ties and back to the future at the same time. And they'll have the reenactor, like doing everything he's saying on screen. So he's like, I, I wake up and like a, uh, they would send a teamster to my house to make me coffee and get me out of bed. And then he would drive me to the set of family ties. And then another teamster would pick me up for family ties and then drive me to the set of back to the future. And then another teamster would pick me up from that and then take me home. And then we do it all over again. So as they're doing this, you see the reenactors doing everything he's saying. And then they'll have the Michael J. Fox reenactor who you only ever see from mostly from behind or from far away. You never ever see his face and he's putting on an out like whatever costume he's wearing for the project he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And then they will snap cut to him walking like the, the clip of whatever they're talking about him, like walking into frame. Yeah. That's really cool. So okay. he'll, he'll be, he'll be like putting on a Alex B Keaton uh, costume and then, like as soon as he his hand like touches the door of the set, they'll cut to the clip of him on the show. Be like, "Hey, family, how's it going?" <laughs> yeah, that's it's awesome. really cool. It's yeah. a lot of fun. What a cool but, idea yeah. and concept, though. To to do. yeah, I I think my biggest problem was that like they didn't they pretty much only talk to Michael J. Fox, right? Like you you see his family, but they don't talk to any of his co stars. They don't like it, it's not it's not like a the, that kind of documentary. You, right. you only talk to Michael J. Fox. All right, Zach, what are we watching next week? Next week, this is an interesting, interesting film. The story behind it. So look forward to talking about that. It's called The Men Who Tread on the Tiger's Tail. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can rent that on Amazon or YouTube. And it's also available on Plex. The, the free Plex, yeah. The free Plex. So if you got a Plex account, a free Plex account, you can watch this movie. Yes. Which there's no reason why you shouldn't have a there, there really is no there really is no reason. Mm-hmm. All right. And so with that, we're gonna thank Trav. Trav, thank you so much. And Trav produces our show, and you can catch him on his podcast, our sister podcast, Loving Up Benjamin Banks. We'd also like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our most beautiful artwork. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscorsi Pod and on Facebook, The Oscorsi Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Five stars on that algorithm help us fund our own dojo. Mm. 
Yes, Dojo, you cannot drink it. <laughs> so, for Trav and Zach, and, uh, you know what? Uh, I had a name, and it dropped out of my head. <laughs> uh, let's go with uh, Sunio Tomita. <laughs> Japanese probably. Sunio Tomita for giving us Sanshiro Shikata in the first place. We would like for you all to have a damn fine day. <laughs>